Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. And today I want to give you some tools that I hope will be helpful because I know that uh, as I work with different guys who are struggling in different aspects or phases of this process, one of the main things that I feel like a lot of people can relate to are what to do with triggers and how to navigate those. And when husbands are struggling with a thought or a temptation or some kind of a pull to go back to an old pattern, sometimes those triggers don't really end up feeling like they leave. And they feel like they have to battle them like throughout the day or you know, a series of days or weeks. Like it just kind of gnaws at them in the back of their mind. And a part of them says, no, I, I don't want to go down this path. This isn't what I want. But then something almost outside of them is like nudging them to return to these old habits. And again, these triggers can be powerful and they are outside of or n- not a reflection of the heart of the husband because triggers can happen and especially when they're working on things and trying to overcome it triggers that's you know that's that's like this it's almost like it's outside of them and it it goes against what they want and so i think in one of the areas of this process guys will struggle because when the trigger shows up they don't want it they don't want to go back to old patterns and they don't want to struggle with this yet they're not quite sure how to navigate it and usually the, the the strategy they rely on is willpower and they try to force the thought out of their mind and say, like, listen, I, I, I'm not, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. They'll think of ways that their life is going to be negatively impacted if they do do this. It's going to affect themselves individually. It'll affect their marriage. They try to use these strategies to push the thought away. And so often when people tell me that's what they do, they also say that eventually, ultimately, it doesn't really work. So I wanted to share with you a couple of different ways to navigate this that can help you in those moments when things do feel really, really powerful without ending up falling and going back. And so on the highest level, there's two. One's kind of like a more surface level strategy, and then the other one is more of a deeper level one. So I want to start with the surface level one first. I remember meeting with a client one time, and I was trying to describe this idea of how powerful the mind is. And I explained this whole example to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then he shared with me his own story. And so what he told me was he was out of town. He said, when a, when a thought comes up, I guess the point of what I, what I said to him first was when the thought shows up, if it's just not an option, if it's shut down very, very quickly, then the mind doesn't continue to entertain it. And so this will make a little more sense when I tell you the story. So he said, yeah, that makes sense. This is what happened to me. So he said he was out of town. He was at some cabin. There was no internet access, literally nothing. And the thought came up, oh, I could look up this thing. And then he's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. And then one more thought that came after that was like, I can't do that. There's nothing that I can do. I have no way of accessing the internet. And when he had that realization, almost instantly it completely dissipated and and like disappeared and the trigger to act out went away almost as quickly as it showed up and i said yes that's exactly what i'm talking about because the point that i was trying to make with him was when it's not available i think i used like a food example imagine you you go downstairs and you're like oh you really want to get like a i don't know some kind of a snack or a yogurt or whatever like Something that you have this like 
man, that like, I'd rather, I'd like to, you know, have some gum or have some, some, like some kind of a snack and you go down there and it's like, oh, there's none in the fridge. Oh, like we don't have gum. Oh, we don't have mints or we don't have yogurt or whatever it is. Right after you have that thought, oh, we don't have this very quickly. It kind of dissipates like, ah, it's not an option. Like, okay. It's no different with regard to triggers to go back to old patterns of acting out. When the thought shows up, if it's not an option, very, very quickly it dissipates. And so the point that I was trying to make with him was one of the rabbit holes, one of the, um, it's like one of the traps is that when somebody has the thought in their mind, like a thought pops in, because we cannot control what thoughts come into our mind. We can control what we do with them. But if a thought just randomly shows up in your mind, and it's, again, speaking of the husbands, if a thought of some kind of a search comes into your mind, or a girl, or an image, or whatever it is, and if the husband, if you entertain that thought, your body will start to physiologically respond. And the more you entertain that thought and think about it, the more the body responds, and the more the body responds, the more the thought is present. It's a, it's, it's a cycle. It's like a, it, it, it's like a turbine that keeps generating and regenerating, re- regenerating thoughts and feelings, and it just kind of amplifies the energy that's in the body. And that's, that's how it works, right? Whatever picture we have in our mind is what we will start to feel. This is true for any feeling. You can think about some previous injustice, let's say, some, when somebody ripped you off. The more you think about that thought, the more you replay it, the more your body is going to start to feel the same way that it did in the moment that it happened. You'll start to get angry. You'll start to, your heart rate will increase. You might start to feel your palms start to sweat. Whatever you think about, whatever feeling is connected to that thought is what you will feel in your body. So the surface level strategy is recognizing how powerful the mind is and training yourself to not entertain those thoughts. And so how can you do this? And again, this is like an easier said than done type of thing, but truly it's a practice. And when you practice this, it's almost like if you're playing sports, right? If you're playing basketball, the goal of the game is to shoot it in the hoop, not that complicated. And so when you go out there and shoot the ball and it like goes completely, you airball it, it's a total miss. It's just, it's not because the game is super complex. It's just, you have not had the practice and the training to score more and more often. This is no different. It's muscle memory. So there's nothing wrong with you if you're you're not doing this right now. If you're trying and it's really difficult and you're not able to, it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of the lack of training. That's it. And so it's important to not take it personally and beat yourself up and go into shame and then isolate and what's wrong with me? I'm worthless. I'll never overcome this. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's simply muscle memory. And so how you do this is you just simply start to train yourself to not entertain the thoughts. And so what that looks like is as soon as a thought pops into your mind, instantly turning that thought off by redirecting it to something else. And I think this is another little uh, pro tip, I guess you want to say, is instead of trying to squelch the thought and push it away, which doesn't work, you can't force a thought out of your mind. Instead, all we want to do is simply decide what else would we want to think about. There's a big difference between saying, I want to stop thinking this negative thought versus 
I want to actively think about this other positive thought. And so the more you have a go-to type of a thought or an activity, something that you do, if you can direct your energy to that new thought, instead of getting away from the old thought, that's a tremendously helpful little little uh, shift, but has a very, very big difference. And so in the very beginning, all you're doing is recognizing, first becoming aware that you're doing it. When a thought enters, sometimes people don't catch it until it's like they're already like thinking about it and entertaining the thought. So the goal is first, number one, become aware that you're thinking the thought. Number two, actively training yourself to redirect your attention to something else where you're you're not avoiding the negative, you're leaning into the positive and ultimately just reinforcing that over and over and over again. And so this is true with anything, right? If somebody is, is uh, wanting to master their thoughts and think positive things about people or not be judgmental or give people the benefit of the doubt, it's the same exercise, it's the same practice. And so if I think about my own thoughts, as I'm, as I'm refining myself, I love personal growth, I love making progress, I love change, I love like all that stuff, right? This is, I guess, is my field, so I, I like it and I like to do it with me too. And so I'm recognizing for me, one of the things that can really, really help is if I say the word stop, if I have a thought that comes into my mind that I don't want, I'll literally sometimes even out loud say stop, nope, nope, and very quickly turn that channel by interrupting that pattern and then redirecting my attention to something else. So sometimes people will like shake their head, some kind of a physical movement or like touch their uh, touch their hand, like some action, some thought, some expression that interrupts that pattern so that you're not entertaining that thought because that's the thing that's gonna activate the body. And when the body's activated, the thoughts get stronger. So that's more of a kind of a surface level strategy. But again, as I explain this whole thing to my client, it resonated with him because he had the experience of being out in the woods and thinking like, I don't have access to this. Therefore, very quickly, the thought dissipated because he didn't even entertain it. And so it's a very, it's again, it's a small shift, but it can be tremendously helpful to not get yourself caught in that pattern. So number two, going on a bit of a deeper level, those like that surface level strategy can really, really help when it's not being driven by something deeper. So this is why I wanna offer two approaches, that one. And for those who have not identified what's going on underneath the surface and who haven't identified why they're struggling, that is a top priority because when somebody is triggered or has these sexual thoughts and is being pulled back into old patterns, so often it's being driven by something deeper, some underlying thing that's not being addressed. And again, for most people, it's a coping mechanism. So people are coping from self self-image issues, self-worth. They feel depressed. They feel anxious. They're afraid. They feel like they're failing. Whatever these underlying things are, it's so critical to address that because if that is the genesis of the thought itself, if the underlying, if the underlying uh, energy or the underlying way of being is just like, I'm hard on myself. I don't feel good about myself. I feel like I'm failing those thoughts are going to come more often because the brain has learned through experience and conditioning that sexual thoughts or acting out is one way to distract yourself from how bad you feel. And so this comes from another example. I was working with somebody and he, it was like such an awesome insight that he had where he was struggling with some thoughts 
and he just felt like these thoughts had gripped him and he had such a hard time like battling and he was just thinking he had this like feeling in his chest this fear the pressure the need to escape it was just like this impending doom type of a feeling and i've heard lots of people describe it like that where it's like the thought comes in it grabs a hold of them and it's in the back of their mind and they're just thinking it's just a matter of time i know i'm going to slip I know that I'm going to mess up and I hate the fact that I feel this. I don't want to, but every time I felt this, I know I fall. He was thinking and feeling the same thing. He's just like, I don't want this to go. Like I'm making such good progress. I don't want to go backwards. Then he had such an an amazing, profound insight that he was able to identify the trigger in the moment. And the trigger was he and his wife weren't in a good place. And the stress he felt because the disconnect between them two her the tension that was there in the relationship her frustration with him the the anxiety that she was feeling that was the thing that activated this response in him because for him he took that to mean when she's upset with me she is going to leave me ultimately because that means she doesn't love me her being upset with me means she doesn't love me And so that was this like program that was running in his mind. So when she got upset and frustrated, it activated this fear of, well, this whole thing's going to just get blown up right now. And the fear of that happening was the trigger for him to act out. He did not want to feel that overwhelming anxiety. So when in the moment he recognized that this was outside a session, he recognized that and came back and tell me all about this. He said, as soon as he got clear that that was what was going on, that it was just, that was just the fear of her leaving. And then he had a conversation with her and said, this is my fear. Like, I can see that you're upset right now. I know that there's like stress going on and there might be some disconnect between us, but my fear is that you're going to leave and this means you don't love me. And she reassured him and said, no, that's not how I feel at all. Like, yes, I'm annoyed and frustrated at the situation, but I want to work with you. We're okay. I'm okay. I'm not going anywhere. And when they had that conversation instantly, that tension washed away because he got the reassurance or rather the belief or the program that was running was broken. The belief was her being mad means she doesn't love me. When he shared that with her and she reassured him that that wasn't the case, that she didn't feel like that, instantly the whole thing went away for him because he was then able to separate the reality from the fear that he had made up in his head. And so as a result of that, it, it pulled him right out of that cycle because he became clear about what it was and resolved the deeper issue. Now, there are lots of different things that people will struggle with under the surface, but usually, again, it's something along those lines. It's a negative belief. It's a distorted belief like, the, like my client just experienced. It's, uh, it's a fear. It's, again, like depression or anxiety or self-worth. Whatever it is, it's critical to dig deeper to figure that out that in the moment you're understanding what's the trigger is what is going what's like what's pulling you into this and again i think i mentioned this in previous episodes like that's one of my number one goals in the very beginning is help people identify what those things are because if he didn't know what that was the likelihood of him slipping was really high and without awareness the program still operates, right? That belief still would have existed whether or not he was aware of it. 
But once you then have the awareness, you can actually take the step necessary to break that belief or challenge that thought or address whatever's going on. So that very, very, very quickly, I think he even used the word magically. I think he said like, it just magically cleared up. And the reality is there's nothing magic about it. It's you're just addressing the need. It feels like magic because it can happen so quickly once you identify it and and actually resolve it. And so I wanted to share with with you guys these tools. Number one is really squelching the thoughts immediately. And that's done simply through practice. And you're training yourself to look towards a new thought. This is just summarizing these two strategies. You're looking towards a new thought. You're leaning into something else. You're like actively engaging with something positive, not just trying to escape a negative. Number two, developing the awareness of what's driving it. And then I then being able to actively resolve what's driving it so that the need gets met. The situation is cleared up. The problem is resolved, which then eliminates the pain. Because if you take the pebble out of your shoe, you're not going to feel bad walking around anymore. The same thing is true emotionally. If something's gnawing at us, we've got to identify that, then resolve it. And the more you do that, the more the path to, like, that's how you ultimately get freedom. And my whole goal when I work with somebody is not that they just, like, get better at resisting temptation. Well, yes, that's good. We want to have our ability and capacity to resist. The real place where people arrive when they feel free is when they resolve these deeper issues and the triggers don't keep flooding them. Like they're able to work through each and every one of their triggers so they can just live free. And this isn't even a thing anymore. They can just move on without this following them around. And as I've worked with people who have been struggling with this for their whole life, it's literally followed them around their whole life. It's simply because they have not gone deep enough to address what's driving it so that they can remove the triggers instead of just building their capacity to resist them. And one last little thing. So on my one of my websites, coupleshealing.org, I go into greater depth and I give five tools for guys. It's like it's more of like a kind of an audio a mini program that there's five different ways to approach ultimately overcoming addiction. So I know I'm talking about a surface level and a deeper level strategy. I try to give some more even deeper tools, but some more sequence to it. Because I know with the podcast, I just do different episodes on different things based on clients that I'm working with or questions that people have. But if you're looking for something that's got a little bit more structure to it, step by step, five different ways you can approach ultimately overcoming addiction. It's free. You can go to just like I said, the website coupleshealing.org. And you can click on one of the buttons and then just I'll send the the course to you that way. And uh, that's just another resource that can help. So I would encourage you wherever you are in your process, whether it's the surface level, just training, mental training, actively not in entertaining these thoughts, or if you need to go deeper or both, I would encourage you to identify what that next step is for you, then implementing that and then notice how it feels as you do that. And sometimes if, you know, if people need help identifying that, again, there's, there's resources and tools. That's, I, I love to be able to support people in any way that I can with that. Um, so just working with clients one-on-one or, or in a, you know, in a format that can help them. Uh, I love also being able to help, help in that way. And so the tools that I would encourage you to use are these two. Test it out, give it a shot, see how it feels. Then you'll get the feedback you need if the Surface tool didn't quite work. 
to the degree that you wanted it to, or if it did and then it comes back and then it keeps coming back and it stays back, it's just maybe a reflection that there might be something deeper that's driving that. So take some time, identify that, then you can work towards taking a step to resolve it. So look forward to seeing uh, speaking to you guys again next week. And I, I, I wish you the best as you move forward, especially in this area, because I know how difficult this can be to feel like it's just, you know, you get stuck in that spiral. But I hope these two, two tools will help. And I look forward to giving you some more guidance and direction next time we speak. All right, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.